We are shows what you know We'll always watch TV And if you think we can't We'll watch more and you'll see That's why the people of the web Believe in Jim from Las Vegas And Jacob from Sweden Hello, welcome to Shows What You Know, your one-stop shop for all your favorite TV show discussions. You are in the right place to discuss The Handmaid's Tale. I am Jim Scampoli. I am Jacob Burrows, and I couldn't find a white thing to wear. I have a red (laughs) shirt, but I'm just going to go with this toilet paper. It's it's pretty much uh, good enough. It's pretty much white, so I think we got it covered. I think I'm a handmaid now. I think that's how it works. Yeah, yeah, I think you nailed it. Uh, Some visual that... comedy here on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I can't see it. I'm sure it's uh, great. Uh, it is fantastic. Just need uh, some. Yeah. Oh, good. <laughs> nah, just saying. You know, I'm being hilarious over here. It's an old trick. Never been done before, though. Uh, toilet paper on the old head. Oh uh, yeah, the views. I see them coming in. Yes, if you are watching this only on audio, we do a video podcast uh, on our YouTube. You can leave comments wherever you'd like and contribute with your opinions. And this week we're talking about The Handmaid's Tale. We'd like to talk about it with you, so please do send in your opinions. We're gonna get to a feedback section a little bit later, but first we're gonna have a spoiler-free discussion. Me and Jim see what we think about season one of the handmaid's tale more or less um yes 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 uh you want me to start yeah i want you to say also that we are discussing the details of episodes one through seven which are all that are out right as we're recording this correct uh so yeah spoiler free at first i think this is a great show Oh Yay! my god. Can you imagine <laughs> that I like a show? Can no. you guys even fathom the fact that I'm enjoying a show? Uh yeah. but um yes, I think it's very good. It's 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 obviously very heavy stuff. I mean, I guess the only it's not really a downside. It's just if you're the type of person that doesn't want to watch some kind of, you know, it's pretty heavy, depress. It can be pretty heavy and depressing. That's the only warning I'll give you. Yeah. Uh, but otherwise, I feel like it's got a great cast. It's really well made. Um, and even though I-, I love the fact that it's such a hard thing to do in this show, I feel has been doing it really well. Uh, like I said, is that it's it's, you know, it's heavy and depressing, but they're able to weirdly have like a sense of humor on the show. Not that it's like a laugh a minute, but they can have these moments of levity or I guess kind of winking a little bit at the audience and, and, and it helps, it helps because it's, it could, it could fall off a cliff of depressing and dour and seriousness. Like a show like, um, was that, was that Hardy show that we watched, um, Uh, fucking, uh, when he had sex with his sister or whatever. Oh, taboo. Like so, oh, I was seriously like, well, which one still though? Yeah, not. Uh, <laughs> they're saying sex with his sister. I'm like, but wait, <laughs> yeah, yeah, taboo. Yeah, and that not one even got pretty serious. Yeah, and not even that they're that similar subject matter because taboo dealt sometimes with maybe magic, but uh, <laughs> it took itself. I mean, not that this show doesn't take itself serious, but it just adds a little bit, just a little bit, like whether it be weird music cues and just yeah. kind of seeing even though these characters are going through horrible things these little moments of like togetherness um it just helps it it's hard to explain we'll get into it a little bit more in spoilers i'm sure uh but yeah i was kind of i i was 
not that I was dreading this show, but I was I was kind of like, uh, I'm not I'm not sure how this is gonna go about, but mm-hmm. uh, I'm in. I'm digging it. Yeah, great. Uh, <clears throat> I, my opening thought is about the pilot, where I, you know, I I feel like we've seen a lot of pilots lately that have a lot of potential, and we're super wary, and we're like, eh, what's gonna happen here? But I realized looking back on it that my very favorite shows they rarely have a pilot that's like grabbed me instantly that was amazing like looking back they were pretty good pilots but the quality of a tv show really depends on how well you're able to develop and build the things that you lay into motion uh so a great pilot can only get you so far and that's a long way of saying that i watched the first episode and i wasn't like super sold on it i i thought it was good i thought hey i gotta i should probably watch more of this but i wasn't like fuck yeah give me the next one but now that we're seven episodes in it's done a remarkably good job of building uh and keeping things interesting to me at least and uh i'm now i'm like so on board as well so yes it's nice to talk about a show we like right (laughs) yes yeah Yeah. and yeah i do agree with that it's not like the pilot was some you know mind fuck like 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 oh my god where's this show gonna go i can't believe it um but yeah i I, it wasn't kind of till probably the episode the end of episode two where I was like more like feeling I was like, holy shit, I'm kind of on board with this show. Um, <clears throat> just yeah, it, it took till then. And not that this show is as uh, trying to be mind bendy as say something like Legion or even something like American Gods. Yeah. But this show still is, you know, they're they're holding back information and things are slowly developing between how it works with where where the characters are at now and how they got there so it's not like a traditional narrative but it's not trying to be like hey fuck you uh fuck you and whatever you want because uh we got crazy visuals like some other shows i've been watching recently so it kind of made me feel good where i was like all right you know hey there are shows that can do this that can just (laughs) it like drop you in the world and let you figure it out as things happen Without being like, hey, fuck yourself. Uh, you're not supposed to know what's going on. You're yeah. supposed to be... Uh, I got a case of the spostas. You're supposed to be all confused the whole time and just marveling at our photography skills. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> this is They're really doing it well the way they're skate like... <clears throat> putting in pieces of the world and as someone who you know reads and watches a lot of uh, speculative fiction let's say that doesn't necessarily like oh wow they're able to do that but i've seen a lot of failures recently too uh so i agree i agree it's like you don't have to be confused all the time it's actually intriguing for real and they Mm -hmm. drop little bits of information in and it's actually done well like they're not dumping information on you but they're also not stringing you along forever yes Uh, and another note is that they're doing a lot of jump, jumping around with the timelines, which I would usually hate. But again, mm-hmm. they just do it well. So it proves that I don't actually hate that. I just hate the way people usually botch it. Agreed. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, the, the basic conceit of the show, uh, if you don't know, I mean, it's kind of a near, like not too far in the future, future of uh, the U.S. is now what? Gilead? Is that yeah. what they were calling it? It's mm. basically, you know, we've reached our fall, and it has to do with, uh, you know, hey, we destroyed the planet, we've done all these bad things, and now people, 
women aren't having babies, or at least most women. And yes. so what does that mean? It means we turn to the Bible and we, uh, you know, become really strict and conservative and we start to ra- uh, round up fertile women and use them for our, you know, uh, not for pleasure, to make babies. You know, serve them up to the rich, let them plant their seed and repopulate the world. Yep. Makes sense when you say it like that. <laughs> yeah, exactly, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it's uh, remarkable how that's such an, I mean, yeah, such an absurd thing that could be, could not work very easily. I know we keep saying this, but it could be really easy to mess yeah. that up. Yeah. Um, but even like when we see hints of how it came about, the things from before, and then moving back and forth and, and figuring it out, it all it all uh, feels believable as believable as it could be. Like I know it, there's a level of you that's like that wouldn't happen in three years, but then you look at uh, history and you're like, oh yeah. yeah, it actually probably would, probably would happen. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's definitely uh, there is some weird realism of like. You know, yeah, with a few things falling in line and maybe some time, you could see something similar. I mean, it's it's dramatic TV show, book, or whatever, so it's definitely, like, a little cynical, but also a realistic, cynical way, like, for extremes, anyways. Uh, I mean, because I, I don't like the people that are pointing to this show and they're like, yeah, see, this is what Trump's America is going to bring. Like, there are a lot of people that already have decided that this is our like a documentary uh, <laughs> at the <laughs> yeah, future of what sure. we have. And don't uh, get me wrong. I do understand that, you know, uh, with certain levels of, say, toxic masculinity and and misogyny and power, how things like this can come about. But clearly, I mean, the main thing is that it's it's you know it's just fiction teaching us about those things with fantastic elements you know what i mean yes. um but it, it i i have thought a lot because they do when they have some of the things from like flashing back to how things were and even when they're showing some of the protests and then some of the reactions to that it's hard not to look at real world stuff and compare yeah. it to that my my only pet peeve though is how people like i said people that always turn to fiction for their politics like oh, yeah. like the people that are you know uh guess we probably, elected voldemort yes again. exactly yeah pulling the harry potter like some of these people that have this it's almost like they want like even though it's such a terrible uh view of what things could be it's almost like they kind of want it so they're like see see this is what things are mm-hmm. uh but yeah i mean it's hard not to compare it to current events but i just get weary of being like this is the path we're on. Here's where we're going, everybody. Uh, I did read an interview. No, no, not an interview. It was an article <clears throat> written by Margaret Atwood, who wrote the original novel, which came uh-huh. out in the 80s. Yep. And the, the the article was titled, like, Margaret Atwood speaks on The Handmaiden. Uh, and it's <laughs> relevance to Trump's America. Uh, of course. And I re- read yeah, it. Does it. She doesn't mention it. That's what they decided to do <laughs> the headline as. She, yeah, well, she does yeah. talk about present day, of course, and, and stuff like that. Doesn't bring up president of the United sure. States as much. But yeah, that was an interesting one uh, to read because it showed more of the background of when it was written, that she was living in uh, West Berlin. And like you could hear hear the gunshots from East Berlin pretty much. Uh, oh, wow. And she visited um visited a lot of countries behind the iron curtain and sort of picked up on nuances of how people communicate where you can't say things out loud or you can't like like and also how society changes extremely quickly into something 
weird and how, you know, tyranny can affect a culture. And that's something that she definitely brought into the book. Not that either of us read the book, but uh, just from watching <laughs> yeah. the show. Um, I, yeah. I, I feel like if, if you want to pull a real world thing from this show, I think that's probably one of the things that nails so well is that things could seem things could seem so normal and then very quickly like before you have time to react because it'd be so it's it's so easy to watch this show and be like what are you doing get out of there get, you know yeah. pack up your whole life and then just go somewhere else mm -hmm. because in in you know in real life you'll just be thinking like ah shit man things are fucked but hey things have been fucked before but you know we're going to get through this but then next thing you know the <laughs> the whole infrastructure you know and love is gone and now you're stuck yeah. Uh, so, I mean, that definitely feels very real and true. Um, and I, I mean, I don't want to really get political on this, but I, I get you should have the discussion as far as comparing it to Trump's America. But you should also have the discussion if you're going to do that. You, sh you could compare things in this show that actually are happening in certain places like, mm -hmm. you know, uh, uh, not to be blue, but clits getting cut off and p gays being hung. <laughs> uh right, you know sure that is That's happening in real that is happening today in places so you can yeah. have that discussion as well slightly blue yes yeah. uh, <laughs> you i know didn't know the medical term for it <laughs> sure uh sure female circumcision ah right, yes there you go it doesn't really uh it's, it, i like your description better it's actually more accurate <laughs> so yes uh yeah no i've saw i saw some articles like that too but it's not quite as hot uh it's kind of yeah. hot but it's, it's not quite um yeah. But yeah, yeah, it's it's a strange it's a strange world we find ourselves in in episode one, and yet the pieces that show how we got there kind of add up and make sense. And mm -hmm. it's sort of they they intentionally make it jarring when you move from uh, the past to the present, when yep. they're always like cutting on some like yeah just cutting from sound to silence like some music's playing and then like someone puts a cup down and then it's the present and then ever the whole color changes they do a lot of a lot of work with color in this mm -hmm. uh i feel like the use of color in the handmaid's tale is a nerd writer one video waiting to happen someone's gonna make that video <laughs> i say it should be us jim i'm just saying it should um, be us yeah sh should get on it because because actually just looking it up i wanted to see had someone done it already i found like lots of notes on the use of color in the novel and it's actually still pretty relevant um, oh wow because of course the handmaids are only allowed to wear red which mm -hmm. is you know female uh reproduction uh, menstrual blood stuff like that but it also makes them really pop like visually it also works not only in the novel here it actually works because they look so different than everything else in the show there's nothing red uh in like present day uh, gilead right yeah Except, no um, yeah, yeah and and everything is all is pretty muted and drab yeah. So they, yeah, they do really uh, stick out in the shots or in the frame or what have you. Yeah. Um, yeah. One question I wanted to ask before we get into spoilers. Now, does it just seem like we're seeing more post-apocalyptic stuff or is it just kind of our want to? I mean, I think I think it's always been a human thing where we want to think like uh, the world's going to end when we're alive or whatever yeah. i think chuck polonik has like a quote on that like we all want to be the last generation or something mm -hmm. um but i guess i mean not so much that we're seeing more of it but like i guess more mainstream and i know yeah. like the obvious other one is the hunger games and a lot of these 
like YA novels that are all about like the end of the world and being the last generation or what have you. Yeah. Um, but is it just, well, I mean, obviously we're, and we're dealing with a lot of real world shit that makes people scared and whatever, but you know, is it more or does it just seem like more because it's the combination of real world and fantasy? <laughs> I think that's a good question. That's another video essay waiting to happen really, because yeah. I have the same, I have the same feeling that there's more, but I think it might be this thing one always hears with crime that like, oh, it seems like crime is going up, but we just see more reporting on it. Uh-huh. It actually is going down. Uh, but but yeah, I, I don't know. Because when you say like recently, it, uh, hasn't it been for like 20 years almost been even more, but it's, it was like zombie movies before then. And yeah, that's true. I'm, I don't know. I think you're right. I mean, there's a point to it, especially with uh, dystopia definitely became the thing within young adult fiction uh which drives a lot of fiction now yeah uh so so i think that's that's a relevant point i I would like to look at some actual numbers but you know just socially as part of the consciousness it's definitely more at the forefront these days yeah and i guess i i watching this show i i i'm kind of like you know uh guess i'm marveling at the fact that it it got made at such a scale because you know, it was promoted pretty heavily. I mean, well, here, anyways, I don't know what like your your little farm that you're on, yeah, but uh, didn't see nothing. Just a they, cow painted like, red. They had a commercial during the Super Bowl. I remember for this show, and but it's like it's really heavy, and it's it's some serious shit on this show. It's like like you know, we kind of talked about like Legion or whatever, or you know, we were talking about like Game of Thrones and how Game of Thrones, even though that deals with a lot of heavy shit too, but it's like punched into that pop culture mindset of like everyone yeah but it, it's hard i mean i i guess having the cynical look thinking like ah studios don't care they don't want real art but it's just hard to imagine that a like you know a company put a lot of money behind a, a show with like rape and fucking really sad things and mm-hmm. well, I, I think know. they I did just, i think they did their you know research pretty well because i think this is i mean this is a hit right this is a hit show I guess as far as I know, um, I, I don't I don't know as far as how, how wide the buzz reaches, but I, I, I know I know I've heard a lot about it uh, and I, I've seen a lot of advertising for it. I think I can imagine a lot of people having the same sort of resistance you were describing because I didn't about, you know, sitting down to watch it because I didn't necessarily feel this about uh the the actual show but when it came to the book i was kind of like yeah i'll read it later maybe like <laughs> i was like hey, i i feel like i get it what it's yeah. about yeah <laughs> which is uh very chauvinistic of me probably or something uh, similar uh yeah yeah uh but it's also like uh, i don't have a clear a, p- a clear view of it but it's kind of like hulu's flagship right they're sink or swim on this one yeah yeah it's kind of their big one that they're pushing for sure mm-hmm and I think maybe dealing with this heavy stuff is the, not to say that it's like baiting for good critics stuff, but it's actually, they actually did a good show as well. So that's why you can't complain about that. Very um, true. But yeah. I think they intentionally didn't want to do like a bland thing, which is very impressive because there's a lot of, a lot of stuff that's, would, ha- would even have these things in it, but treat it not as well as this show has so far. So, so uh, it's, I don't know, Jim, is my answer. Okay. Yeah. Well, yeah, I was just thinking about it watching it. But uh, I guess, I don't know, anything else for spoiler free? Mm, I think I can give you some listener feedback, which is actually spoiler free. Excellent. Yes. I'd like to hear this. 
Yes, we got an email from uh, our friend Jonathan Nuebel. If you want to be our friend, you can email us at showswhatyouknowshow at gmail.com. He writes that this is a great show and probably the best new show in 2017. Uh, and he says he hadn't, hasn't watched as many new shows as uh, us, but uh, it's the number one for him. Now, we've watched more shows, but... Uh, Think we've been more negative as well so would you agree that this might be the best new show so far? yeah i get because i mean uh, the only other show i was really raving about so far this year is better call saul but that's you know in its third season exactly. uh, i guess yeah for new shows yeah i i guess i, I gotta agree hmm, me too um he says it's haunting and chilling without much hope for the main character very much a cautionary tale uh, all the performances are great, especially Elizabeth Moth, Moss. <clears throat> uh, he also liked Madeline Brewer as Janine and said he'd seen her in several different shows and he, she always seems like a totally different person uh, and she's probably a rising star. That's the girl who gets her eye plucked out for everyone at home. She's very uh, good. Yeah, she's great. She's, I mean, I haven't seen her in lots of things, but she's in Orange is the New Black uh, as one of the girls. Uh, one of the white girls. Um, yeah, yeah um, she seems very different. Yeah, the actress that plays Moira from Orange is the New Black as well. That's right. So, yeah, he didn't have that much to say because he didn't have much negative to say about the show, Jonathan. But he did ask us... Oh, my, maybe we should have done this after spoilers. He asks how we think the season will end. We'll return to that in the spoiler <laughs> section, Jonathan. <laughs> yeah, good call. <laughs> yeah, so <laughs> let's head into our spoiler discussion now and go through some more details and stuff. So from now on, spoilers for episodes one through seven. Spoilers! Spoilers! Yes, indeed. Spoilers! Straight ahead! That's indeed. from Titanic. <laughs> <laughs> okay great uh I so spoilers all right are we done jim jim we're done <laughs> should i pick the toilet paper back up are we at this level again <laughs> all right let's uh, reel it in this is serious yeah. business <laughs> well, it is actually yeah so um seven episodes i haven't gone through and made super specific notes on all of it uh what about you where do you want to start yeah yeah i mean we don't need to go like super into all the each episode but i mean like like we we're talking about the pilot kind of drops you into this um into this world like we pick up when uh uh i mean what's her her name here she's offred uh yes. in the future uh mm -hmm. and then we see offred and her husband and her kid they crash a car they're running away from something you know um she leaves her husband he's like just go run into the woods you need to get there and she hears gunshots in the distance, and then she gets taken by armed guards. They take her and her uh, kid, and then we're dropped into this, you know, sad world she lives in. Which, uh, yeah, they're in Massachusetts, I believe. They're in or yeah. in Boston or whatever. Mm -hmm. And uh, so we just start. We start getting the feel of what's going on. There are Marthas, which I, from what I glean, they work the house basically. Like they mm -hmm. do, like the cooking and the, I guess the cleaning and what have you. Yeah. And uh then of course there are the handmaids which offer it is and they have they what they did mention what these names are but I didn't quite get it. Did you? It was something to do with um, the family name yeah, or something like that. I didn't get it from the show but I did look it up uh or maybe it was in that um Atwood article but yeah, she was saying that it's uh, the first name of the commander is Fred. So off Fred. Oh. They That's do kind of how it works. In the episode when the ambassadors come, which is like six or seven, he does he has like a quick line about it. It just I, I didn't quite catch what he what he was saying, but okay, yeah, that yeah. makes sense. Um, so yeah, we and we kind of get into the vibe of the show because 
you know, we're we're seeing what is present day for the characters and how the like the their culture works. The handmaids travel in two and it's kind of like to keep them on their toes in a way because you don't mm-hmm. know like this could be someone who's on your same mindset or it just could be someone that maybe wants to look for some brownie points and if you do something weird they're going to, you know, rat you out. So it's this weird like you know, uh, they kind of have this bond because they're going through this terrible thing, but then you never know because it's like, hey, I'm looking out for me. I don't want, I don't care about you. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so they have to go do the shopping. They have to, of course, lay between the wife's legs while the husband has sex with them. Of, of course. course, this is what they have to do. Mm-hmm. Everything's done in a very, uh, uh, I guess it's what, it's kind of, is it Christian? It's Christian, right? Yeah, it's their own sort of cult of Christianity. Yeah. And, and, you know, I like that you we're just dropped in. So we see these things like blessed be the eye or like blessed is the day, like these yeah, lame ass church yeah. things that I remember when I used to go to church. Yeah, there would be these moments where everyone knew what to do. But as a kid, oh, yeah. you just kind of roll with it because there'd be this part where everyone stands up and they turn and be like, you know, may God be with you. And I'm like, all right, yeah, may God be with you. And then <laughs> yeah. sometimes sometimes the priest would say something and then everyone would say something back. But like they don't explain it to you. So as a kid, yeah. you're like, you're like, maybe oh. kid opened the book. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, um. So yeah, I mean, they're going like we're seeing. You, you don't want to be the only kid saying "Amen" when everyone's <laughs> quiet and everyone looks at you. Oh, we're still going. Okay, sorry. <laughs> and yeah, like you said, it is jumping around in timelines because we're seeing the kind of before everything went down, or like as things were like the small things that were all building to this. Mm-hmm. Then we're also seeing when she's first in, you know, captivity as they're getting like fertility class and learning about what their role is going to be. And I mean, clearly there's a class system going on because it's all being served up to these commanders, which are now like the haves and everyone else are the have nots. Mm-hmm. Uh, what, what do you think? What do you, what do you think? What do you got to add? Well, you know, it's it's a good episode, but as I said, I wasn't like, fuck yeah, more of this. Sure, um, yeah. It's, it's a good introduction to the world. I think they play well on the thing of the pairs being there, walking together, keeping an eye on each other, because you don't know that's how they do it. it. It starts out like this fucking piece of shit I have to walk with every day, and then it turns <laughs> out like, oh, I thought you were the piece of shit. No, I thought you were the piece of shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So then they actually start having their, their little whispered... Um, I, that's this episode, right? I'm not a hundred. No, you're right. Yeah, the, you're right. Yeah. This is kind of uh, as thing like it, it gets into the next episode as well, but things are building up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so we have a lot of uh, people being hung for being, you know, gay or working in an abortion clinic or being Catholic. So sorry, Jim, you're mm. you're out of there then. Yeah, especially um, in Massachusetts, man, a lot of Catholics right. hanging yeah. a lot of people. That explains why they have food for everyone. Uh, they're super proud about, hey, we can feed our whole population because we killed half of them. So yeah. great job. Um, yeah. So, yeah, that's right. Because they go to this field and uh, beat a guy to death for uh, yes. for assaulting a handmaid. Yeah. They use the handmaids as kind of the for justice. Mm. And, Which I but- thought was great, like a great way to get of the society to get them to like act out their impulses. They give them this one piece where yeah. they give someone else to hate and they yep. did it really believably and well. So that made sense. Yeah. It was like, it's like the purge where, cause clearly these hand you're dealing with being like a lower class, you know, don't, you know, do what I say, do this, do that. So obviously it's going to build up a lot of bitterness and aggression. 
And then they're like, hey, this guy's a rapist. What do you think about that? We're going to blow the whistle. And hey, you just do what feels right. And, you know, they get out of this yeah. aggressions. They, they just a bunch of women just tearing this guy apart. And yes, uh, Rory Gilmore. Mm. Uh, she's great in the show. Uh, who is she again? What's her name? It's all uh, all Garth or something like that. Uh, uh, off Glenn. Off Glenn. Yes. Uh, mm-hmm. And it's weird because it's like. I mean, obviously, you know her mostly as Rory Gilmore, and I think she popped up on Mad Men and stuff, but she's always kind of looked like uh, this baby-faced white girl. has got the whole yeah. world uh, in front of her. <laughs> uh, but they do a really good job, because in this show, she's like, we're, she's worn out, she's beat down, and um, uh, she's, you know, she's not in, she's not in it a ton, a ton, because things happen, but uh, I felt like she did a really good job uh, with this part, and uh her place in it yeah and she's the one who made me notice what they're like or just the amazing stuff they're doing with uh lighting and color to make their eyes pop especially Mm. Mm because she has great eyes to begin with and then all the lights and the color and it just looks amazing and oh yeah i forgot to say earlier in general that the whole world kind of feels like the matrix because everything is kind of green um when we're in the present so and sort of muted and green as you were saying so so yeah, that's all well. And the episode does end, I think, where where she tells him that there, she tells her that there's an eye in her house. Yes. Um, and then Alfred reveals her real name, June. Yes. Uh, and her intent. Now she's sort of set her goal. I'm going to survive and find my daughter. Um, she's reaffirmed that. Yeah, and I like how um, I still don't really have a grasp of like how much of the United States is still like around because they talk about the colonies a lot and like cleaning up toxic waste or whatever so i i kind of like that i i I don't i don't think any of these episodes have kind of told us where we're at or what the map of gilead actually looks like like are we just dealing with new england are we you know the east coast where are we at but i do like that there's because there's this whole like fear of if you're going to be sent to the colonies and then just your skin peels off as you work to work till you're dead right that that's I mean they do mention that like the so, someone says at least that the United States has been reduced to like Anchorage, Alaska. So we know that some of the states are yeah ha- that's out right there. yeah they did say that's the capital or what have you. Uh, yeah. That just that confused me though because it's like Canada is like the great place to go. So what you got to go there? You, you just going through Canada just get to the capital? Fuck out of here. Uh, well, I mean. They would, I mean, surely they, that's like their own territory. I'm not sure Canada would like, yes, come here. And also this is the United States now. They're, they're hospitable, but you know, there's a limit. That's uh, what I'm I, saying. Like, <laughs> what, uh, we got to just go get that place. Yeah. We take them over. It might not in, be in a position to do <laughs> so. I'm, you know yes. what? I'm with you, commander. Let's go get them. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I like the details they put in. Like they, there's mention of a trade embargo, which, you know, implies what the rest of the world thinks of what's going on. And then eventually in later episodes we start seeing the mexico delegation which i was super excited about seeing like someone from the outside coming in and that's also when we start seeing a bit more of the transition and stuff and things kind of start to make a bit more sense um yeah Yeah, with the with the mexican ambassador uh that was in like episode six i liked how they did that because at first i was a little annoyed and i guess maybe it's just the uh patriotism in me where i was like all right, let's not act like Mexico is so great now. Like, come on. <laughs> but it was interesting because they did kind of pitch it like that. Like, well, because we're looking at it through Alfred's eyes. So it seems like, oh, wow, this must be a great place. They have a woman in power. 
it's not like here there must be things going on but we quickly find out that that's just a pipe dream there yeah you know because she bears her soul to them like you need to help me i'm i'm uh you know i'm a slave i didn't choose this life uh i get raped once a month just so i can have so i can produce a child uh i'm beaten i'm tortured but to them, it's like, well, hey, we don't have kids either, so we, we're liking what they're doing here. <laughs> we want a piece of this action that's going on. Like, it's uh, not the best, but it's, do you have a better idea? And she's yeah. like, uh, how yeah. about not this? Uh, yeah, exactly, because there's like, we haven't had a child in this many years, which makes me think even more that this is uh, a um, children of men <clears throat> crossover waiting oh, to happen. Oh, for sure, absolutely. Yeah. That's and- in a few years. And uh, I did have some notes. I mean, we'll just be jumping around anyways, because in that episode, episode six with the uh, Mexican ambassadors, like the visitors, like I was talking before, like kind of these moments of levity or these like almost moments of normalcy in such like a terrible uh, time and place. Like when um, what's his, what's her name? Mrs. Uh, I'm, I'm so fucking terrible with names. I'm always just like, that's that actor. I know this oh, character, yeah. but the commander's uh, wife. Waterford, uh, Mrs. Waterford. Waterford, yes. Where she's kind of talking about, like, where she, they're all, you can s- sense that they're nervous because they get these visitors coming. They want everything to be just nice. And then Offred makes some offhand comment, like, oh, red's, uh, red's my color. Yeah. And it's like such a, it's like such a dumb little normal line, but it's, it's, I don't know. Like, stuff like that works for me because you would almost expect where she, then she's going to like smack her and be like, get in the hole or whatever. <laughs> like in a show, in a show that would have to always be beating you over the head, how things are. Mm-hmm. Um, but like that weird, like realization that even though offered wants to get out of this, the, the way he, the human nature would be is you, uh, you sort of just accept what your life is. Yeah. And they do a good job of making it interesting to watch how the relationships in the house wax and wane. Like yeah. just seeing how things develop in this house could could not it could be unexciting, but actually they make it quite intriguing because a few episodes before, if she'd said that, it would be get to your room and buy yes. the hair and <laughs> I pull you back there. But uh, here they they're on a slightly better terms, and uh, our main character is also feeling a bit more levity there after. I think, yeah, after in episode five, she has sex with Nick and actually enjoys it and is kind of a bit more spunky. Mm-hmm. No, no pun intended. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> yes, uh, she has a, she has a bit more, uh, bit more levity in her, so to speak. So yeah, so that's uh, happening there. The Nick thing I thought was a little weird because like it before like they have their like real like passionate real sex. Um, she mentions how when they when they're gonna have their like their own ritual in secret because yeah. maybe you know maybe the commander is shooting blanks so uh, even the wife just wants to get her pregnant let's get this you know party started. Uh, she mentions like this is the only time that it feels like I'm cheating, so like mm-hmm. it feels like there we were supposed to. I mean I know there were these moments where they had these like glances and there was supposed to be this weird unspoken thing. But it it wasn't quite as clear to me, but probably because I was like suspicious of everyone watching yeah. the first few episodes or I'm like, Ugh, there's an eye. It's this guy. I don't trust this dude. But it felt and, and this feels like because this isn't a YA novel, is it? No, no, I didn't think so. Uh, but this but felt I see where you're going with this. Yeah, <laughs> This felt very YA because this felt like 
There needs to be the hunk who's like in yeah. the system, but he his love for our main character, you know, is is makes him like in the gray area. Uh, and I mean, it it's after they have like their real sex, it comes across more uh, like clearly. I mean, I, I guess that's obvious. Like, you know, they have. They're even having their little like, oh, touch our hands together. We can hold hands. <laughs> yeah. um, but it it was just weird because it felt like I I should have already been on board before that moment. Uh, sure. But yeah, I, it was probably just because I didn't know most of the story. So like I said, I was just suspicious of every single person. And I was like, get the fuck away from Offred. Who the fuck <laughs> you think you are, bitch? Yeah, sure. <laughs> I mean, Jim, have you taken into account the fact that we're both dudes? Yeah, uh, very true. <laughs> because on YouTube, searching for these uh, video essays I was hoping to find, there were also a fair few of these Riverdale-style cut-together uh, characters yeah. in a room with a pop song. And okay. it's like, oh, forbidden love between Nick and off June or whatever they call it. So I'm sure there's a name for that ship, um, for that yeah. shit, I should say. Yeah, and Nofrid. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or uh, Yeah, or Offnick. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's like they. He's, he's played as like the third part of the love triangle, but I always feel like it's pretty clear what part of the love triangle is crap uh, yeah. and strange people like it. No offense to everyone who likes strange people uh, or whatever wherever I'm going with this. Or stranger but I, things. Mm-hmm. So it's actually, I mean, yeah, I agree with you. I was not also like, fuck yeah, but also it's her one expression of independence. It's her one thing where she can be True. in control. And we get these flashbacks in that episode to her and Luke uh, getting together. And uh, she wanted to be on top, and she could be on top with Nick. And it's yeah, no it's a dominant life. There's some yeah. dominance there. Mm-hmm. So it makes sense to me, and true, and like it, it does speak to the quality of this show because when you just say it, it should not work, and it sounds like soap opera bullshit of how yeah. like she, you know, there's falls also in a love. sexy driver. <laughs> yeah, like yeah, she falls in love with the sexy driver hand of the house, and then finds out her husband's still alive. Like it's. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god! Just saying it, I'm like, oh my, I like the show. What? Uh, but yeah, it, it all works. They 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 have that proper balance where it doesn't come off uh, as you would think just reading it or speaking it. Uh, one other moment too to jump back, like I was talking about, like these weird moments of levity. Well, uh, and and before that, I mean the the voiceover works so well because. Given, I, I assume this book, you're in her head all the time, much very yeah. similar to say like the Hunger Games with Katniss, where you can get that sense of who Offred is or who June is when mm-hmm. she's ta- uh, you know talking to us, the audience. And I think they really hit that moment where the you know like the Breakfast Club song kicks in at the end of episode two, um, or or yeah, this is Breakfast Club, right? Yeah, yeah don't you yes. forget about me? And it's like this mm-hmm. slow motion like. I'm the shit. Here we go. We're going to do things. And then she has that moment like, well, then um, when I forget all grids name again, what's her name? Off Glenn. <laughs> Off Glenn. Jesus. It, but- look, they're combinations of the first name. So that would mean that the commander's name was Gren. <laughs> so yeah, that's true. If yours yeah, very was true. Off Gren. Yeah, yeah so it's, it's Off Glenn. Glenn. Mm-hmm. But yeah, she has her kick-ass moment because she, you know, she had Scrabble. She's going to get some insider information on the commander. She's going to join up with Off Glenn with and, you know, get this rebellion going. 
and it's kicking in the music in the slow-mo, and then she's like, oh, fuck, because, you know, Offglin's gone. Who knows where she's at? But yes. uh, that was kind of the real, that was the big moment that I really kind of sold the show a lot for me, because I liked that uh, combo they were doing with all this heavy stuff, but still kicking it in with, like, real-world, uh, you know, just that music moment. I liked how that all came together. Yeah, yeah, and episode two is a lot about the Scrabble and being unsure about that, um, and off Glenn and him or her are talking, which, yeah, exactly, and, and Janine is giving birth uh, finally to that baby, and it's a real baby and everything, amazing stuff. Yeah, but- we and we get to see their weird ritual of how, like, the mother of the house pretends <laughs> that she's in labor as well. Oh, oh no. Um, ugh, oh, yeah. it, it's so cringy, but, like... It feels like what those it feels so much what those people would do because they want to be part of it so bad mm-hmm. and they feel like that like no of course I mean you didn't see me in labor as well of mm-hmm. course this is my yeah. bond to this child yeah uh, so well, yeah and, it, it ends with Offglen being gone which then is more central to episode three what were you gonna say well I was gonna say you know we did learn that Offglen's a gender traitor that's what they call gay people um, yeah. in this world. Exactly. And yeah, her Martha gets hung. And I, I'm dumb because I, I, I knew they did something to her. Like, cause we did, we finally, you know, Offland wakes up in the hospital and, uh, I'm like, wait a minute, what do they do? We knew they did something to their vagina and, and, and like an idiot, I didn't think of, you know, uh, uh, circumcision. I was like, oh, they just mm. sewed her vagina up. <laughs> like, <laughs> that'll work. That'll do the trick, Jim. You should be a doctor. <laughs> I was so dumb. But then yeah. she's like, you'll still have kids. And I was like, how? It's sewed up. <laughs> You're not going to have kids. Clearly, it's sewed up. I guess they just oh. cut the stitches then. That's <laughs> the kids. Sew it back up. <laughs> they could just use a chastity belt for that, Jim. <laughs> you know? Uh, yeah, that's, that's pretty impressive. Speaking of uh, supposing things, uh, with that in mind, I did want to ask you what you thought about the Martha that got hung. Was it a new flame or was it her wife? Oh, shit. I didn't even think about that. Yeah, because at first I assumed it was just a new flame, but the way they were holding hands, the way they were connected, I didn't... I don't know. They didn't murder all the women uh, if they didn't have a reason to, so... They probably oh her. shit! You're. I think you're right. I actually yeah. just got fucking goosebumps. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I that makes it I, worse because I. Yeah, because I. I'm picturing the scene now. Well, holy shit! Wow. Because yeah. it's powerful either way. But yeah, I think you're right. Because um, I don't know if she would have been. She's part of the resistance. I don't know if she'd been stu- be stupid enough to buy like. Oh, that Martha's got a nice ass. Uh, but she <laughs> yeah. might like. Yeah, if it was her wife. Uh, there's an actual connection and the severing of that is way worse, uh, which leads to what she does later. I think that's probably the case. Although I, I, I don't know if they'll explain it. What does happen to her in the end after she drives over that guy? Oh, yeah. Uh, I mean, you can only assume the worst, but that moment, it's, you know, like we were talking about with, in, uh, with Better Call Saul and Vince Gilligan talking about the delayed, like you want to, the delayed gratification for the audience. Yeah. That was such a moment where I was like, fuck yeah. Yeah, I fuck literally that said dude. that too. I was really like, hell yeah, Emily. Like, because we just learned her name and shit. Yeah. And I was so, I was so in. Like, like I, I know it might seem, I know we've been joking about it and I'm like so negative uh, on some shows recently. But when I'm in on a show, like, I was so sold. 
I was such like a fucking like a uh, like a mark for this show. Where I was like, hell yeah, Emily, get in that car. But I just wanted her to like drive away to live happily ever after. Yeah, sure. But of course, there was nowhere to go. And then when she I- rides over that dude and like his head explodes, I was like, <laughs> fuck you, you fucking male piece of shit. That's what you get. <laughs> True. I only wish she would have like rammed that car and you know tried to get a few more. But yeah, mm. for sure. And and because this show really does, um, because there's so much like bleak, uh, you know, dreariness going on, and you're 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 obviously on Offred's side, and you're starting to learn some of the other hand, uh, like like get to familiar with some of the other handmaids and. You really want to root for them, so moments like that really, uh, you know, get you excited. And we do mm-hmm. learn in this episode as well. I mean, it's a little off topic, but we learn that some people they're they're ha- like this is a better life for them than what yeah. they had. So you know, they're they're not ready to run over a dude and like sacrifice it all for that like one moment. Yeah. Um, Sometimes it is it's easy to to forget that the the rest of the world isn't the rest of the world everything's falling apart and that's yep. why this was you know makes it more believable that this actually happened yes um but yeah okay so that episode uh it's also a lot of her being banished to the room i mean the episode four is called uh this latin phrase which is don't let the buggers get you down don't let the bastards get you down uh because she last episode she was late and we thought she was pregnant and i didn't think she was gonna tell mrs waterford but she told mrs waterford I'm not pregnant, so then it was drag her by the hair to the room and you stay here yeah, forever. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of glad that we didn't go the route of like, kind of uh, sitcommy, like well, I'm pregnant. Where's the pillow? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, that's probably smart. Um, probably smart. <laughs> yeah. Um, and yeah. So then we, we, well. Yeah, as she's like locked in the room, she's being beaten down and kind of like almost to the point of giving up. Um, but she has, yeah, this connection with some writing on the wall. And is it was it the handmade before? And we learn about Moira a bit and how she did similar thing where she was, you know, writing on the bathroom stall to try mm-hmm. to give some other girl out there hope. And I mean, it's clear that. Moira's probably alive, right? Because yeah, I mean, I by this point we've forgotten that they said in episode one that she's dead. We've seen yeah. her a lot in flashbacks. Uh, yeah, she's probably alive because she does escape, and yes. we don't really have any reason to think she didn't. Well, and, I don't know. There's and layers. It's, it's a heartbreaking moment. Like we learn about her escape, and she's dressed up as an aunt, which are like yeah. the religious like marms that like rule over the handmaids. Mm-hmm. And but it's that moment of like. She has to like she has to leave her friend because it's yeah. like otherwise they're both screwed. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I do think it would be I do think like Offred probably got off a little light. Yeah, she got her feet beat. The sh- they beat the shit out of her feet. But uh, they're cutting other people's arms off. They're poking out people's true. eyes out and shit. <laughs> true. Because just for speaking up, really, they took an eye. So yeah. she's kind of got off lucky there. But uh, yeah, I love that moment of especially the eye contact they have where Moira doesn't want to go. And uh, June basically tells her with her eyes and her smile, no, you, you got to go. You got to yeah. go. Yeah. And then the, what, the moment she steps onto the train, it's like, 
I mean, we haven't talked much about the acting, but I mean, it's obviously great, especially Elizabeth Moss, uh, mm -hmm. where it's like a limb being severed. We can see it, that all yeah. her bravery was in Moira and vanished, and that puts her down at the low level she is at the start of the show. So, uh, yeah, really great, great acting, and I love the moment after she's beaten when all the handmaids, like, yeah, we're all meek and so on, but you tried to escape. One of you got out. So mm -hmm. that's why we give you all the food we can possibly steal and help you and like honor you. That was yeah, great. yeah. There's a bond there, and you still see it with uh, they. Uh, what's one-eyed lady's name again? Uh, Janine. Yeah, with Janine because, like, especially offered they. She has these outbursts and these things she does, and you know it's gonna get her fucking killed or something. And they're always trying to reel her in and help her out, even though she's just a like a loony like. Just like a crazy weirdo. Yeah. Uh, and then we even see it a little bit with the fucking hateable ass uh, aunt, like the head aunt. Yeah. She still has this weird moral code because when all the bruised, um, the bruised apples need to be sent away because, you know, the one arm, the one eye, the scarred on their faces. Yeah. Since they need to be presentable for the Mexican ambassadors, you don't want them in the mix. And it's like, this one thing they get to look forward to, but since you're like one of the messed up ones, you can't enjoy it. Even this horrible lady that's like on par with like Joffrey or something. I hate her so much <laughs> yeah. and I can't wait till she gets like a knife in the eye or something. Yeah. But you see that moment where she even agrees where she's like, yeah, it's not fair. And you know, you should, cause she believes her thing is just right. And this is something that's not right in her weird moral fucking uh, center that she has. So I, I like moments like that. And we get a lot of moments similar with um, uh, with the, the, the wife there where she's just a hateable bitch. But we see kind of her history and that she was a weird domestic feminist. And mm -hmm. she had, you know, she she was like helping this uh rebellion that caused all well didn't cause it but like caused where they're at now yeah uh, she a lot was of that's like very a interesting lead, a leading figure in it and she wrote this book that she's now not allowed to read as the mexican ambassador brings up and she's like hey you know uh the chips fall where they may like <laughs> yeah i'm yeah. so satisfied and uh, <laughs> i saw some people comment that you know th that uh the last two episodes six and seven at times felt a bit like it was dragging they wanted to get back to uh uh off red but f for me it was not that we needed like a respite away from it but i really liked six and seven which is when we get out of her head and we get into waterford's head and then the last episode which is the only one we haven't really discussed yet where we get mm -hmm. more into luke and his yep. head I yeah, agree. I like both I, of those. Yeah, I agree because it. I felt like it. It didn't feel like when we we're talking about Fargo in episode three. It felt a little too early to go off roading a bit. Yeah, I felt like this was a pretty good time where we're kind of we're we're in with Offred. We we got a good grasp of her story. Uh, it was a pretty good time to get into yeah Waterford and and we learn a little bit more about these people that are kind of running things now. And it, it was an interesting take because, um, I mean, I didn't assume that the, that I knew there was something that happened with the U S government, but I kind of thought that there was more in the government that did it, but it, it's, it was, it kind of spells it out more that it was this, whatever this fringe group that they're a part of these religious nuts. 
uh, basically orchestrated this attack and, you know, seized control. Like they saw this opportunity because things were already getting bad with, uh, you know, children and fertility. Um, so I really liked how that played out because first it starts out, we see just what weird nuts they are because they're saying prayers as they're about to have sex. Yeah. And I couldn't tell if that was, you know, more current time or before things happened. Well, uh, they did let us know. Sometimes it's almost like I feel like it's heavy the way they make sure to mark things, even though it's well, uh, well done anyway. But they, yeah. she does say that she has a conference call at uh, yes. whatever o'clock. So then you're like, OK, it's before women can't work because that was the law. So we know they, did, they do a good job of it. But sometimes it's like eh, she only said that. So well, we would know. yeah, I kind of liked it. I kind of liked that uh, I wasn't fully clear at first. But then, yeah, then it became clear that it was just because it was a weird mixture of yeah, what yeah. was happening uh, in their current day. And then when they go to the movie and it's like he keeps talking about business or whatever. So you're mm -hmm. just like, oh, he's just a weird guy, weird business guy. But then it's clear like, oh, no, we're going to do the attacks just like we planned. <laughs> and I, I, I really liked how that all came about. Yeah. Um, and, I, and do I like this, the mood of them sitting there and everyone else is like, no one knows what the fuck's about to go down. And yes, they're like, we yeah. know what's about to go down. Yeah, yeah, it was a nice scene. And uh, I mean, it played in nice because beforehand we did see the flashbacks to when uh, June had her uh, had her kid, Hannah. And it was, you know, she falls asleep and wakes up and her baby's gone because everyone's going crazy. Like mm -hmm. everyone's going crazy because they can't have a baby. So a lady... It's like, no, this is my baby, right? <laughs> this yeah. is my my baby didn't die. This is my baby. And it, it was such a scary small moment that told us so much about how the world was at the time. Yeah. And yeah. it tied in nicely, I thought, with what's going on here, because these are people that take to the extreme that feel like they're, you know, saving the human race by taking over and setting up this new infrastructure that we have. I, I, I thought it was, I, I really liked all of it. I was fully yeah. in for everything. Yeah. And speaking of uh, everything falling apart, episode seven feels the most post-apocalyptic out of anyone, oh, yeah. yep. any episode. It's definitely like every <laughs> every gray British post-apocalyptic film, or maybe like <laughs> The Last of Us, feels kind of like The Last of Us video game. Uh, <laughs> and uh, like, yeah, this this traveling and trying to get away from you know whatever maybe zombies or whatnot. But but uh, yeah, it's it's it's. Uh, I really enjoyed it. It was a fresh fresh air for me not that i was feeling it was getting stale but still it expanded the world it connected the two big pieces of tissue of the story and you know it's called the other side and someone said you know it's late in the season to go off and do something different but i feel like it expands it to the point where we can get to an interesting climax in the next few episodes what did you think i completely agree because um the the first like five or so episodes or even yeah even episode six it was it was not only like setting up the story of offred but like f you know introducing this world and letting us know like how this came about and how things uh how things became the way they are and i feel like episode seven seeing luke's point of view uh you know it just it uh it delivers on basically the promise of those other episodes. We start to see when things really kick into gear, we start to see how they got into the position where, I mean, I guess you could leave it where we just see them trying to run away and they get split up or whatever. 
But I feel like this episode added a lot and I was still fully in it. I didn't feel like it was like a waste or going off uh, the path too much. And especially like the stuff where, you know, who can you trust? And you, you learn a lot about Luke because he's like naive in a way because yeah. he still thinks like, what we got to do in the trunk? And like, oh, I need to, it's just a backpack and I, I need my... Uh, photo album and it's like all things that show that he's a really good guy but it's like people still don't get what's going on um mm -hmm. so i liked all those moments and then even when they run into that dude with the dog and it's yeah. like really oh my god someone knows we're here and then he shows up and you're like still scared and he's like no don't worry like you gotta go and then he's i i made a note of this line because he just goes this is pretty fucked up <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh, he's right. Yes. Uh, it's, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's great. Um, and he's, he's, yeah, Luke is kind of naive. I think he's learning here that he, he can't be can't be acting this way. But it's like what we were talking about in the beginning. When do you, like, Jim, when are you going to leave the country? I know mm -hmm. a lot of people tweet about leaving the country. But when are you actually like, oh, well, uh, actually, I'm going to stop tweeting about that because they closed the borders. So no more information about that. I'm just going to go <laughs> in a trunk. Yeah. Uh, th it takes a lot because you're kind of like Luke. You're kind of sitting i mean not you specifically we're all luke we're all like when the bank bank accounts get frozen we're like this fucking bank you don't know how many tro fucking issues i've had with this bank it's mm -hmm. not the bank it's society falling down around you you just can't yep. tell yet uh yeah it's well done i think this is a good time to reconnect to jonathan's question uh which was here somewhere you know saying how do you think this season will end and he hasn't read the book he he says he thinks the season will end in despair rather than with hopefulness offred will probably be sent to the colonies what do you think and will the viewers return to season two if they don't feel any hope for offred uh, I do agree that, it, I mean, it's season one, so I can't, it's not going to end happily, you know no. what I mean? Yeah. Because it's like, no one wants to make just one season of a show usually, unless you're yeah. the get down. You mm -hmm. don't want to make, well, you do want to make more than one season, but Netflix mm. is like, nope. Yeah. Um, I, I honestly don't know. I feel like, yes, it's going to end in something with despair, but there has to be, I, I do agree with what he's saying, there has to be some weird glimmer of hope. Like, even if it's something where Offred gets sent away or something, there would have to be, like, that moment where, like, oh, you see, like, Luke and his, his like, Canadian army, like, with binoculars, like, looking at her or something. <laughs> yeah. It's like, let's move in. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's possible. I think it'll end downwards as well. I think, you know, we, we have time to, now for the last three episodes to build... Uh, build a bit of positivity and actually maybe find out what May Day is and start making a plan yeah. for that and then it can all go wrong um, I don't think she'll be sent to the colonies because I think the commander and Mrs. Waterford will still be very much uh, like involved mm -hmm. in season 2 but I, I think that would be interesting though um, we'll have to we're gonna I think we're gonna return to this because we're definitely uh, yeah. discuss, watching more of this sometimes we're like eh this we're definitely watching so please do comment your opinions uh and we'll include them in our next next podcast you can also send them as i mentioned to shows what you know show at gmail.com and comment on shows what you know.com our website which has all the audio podcasts yes yes um and also you can find more from jacob at austinpedia.org uh, he's got all kinds of great stuff he's got music he's got podcasts he's got videos make sure you check it out 
Mm, absolutely. And of course, jimandthem.com for all of Jim's podcasts. Uh, there's, a, there's a fair few hours there, let's say. Uh, <laughs> yeah, and it's, quite a bit. Uh, it's great. It's the way we met. It's why I came to know Jim. He's a hilarious mastermind, and you should all get to know him. We'll see you next time. See ya.